Hello, you're listening to the Hammersley Brothers e-commerce podcast. If some of our discussions and tips are working for you, why don't you grab a 15-minute call with us at ecommercecall.com. We'll see whether we can help scale your e-commerce business. We will quickly see if we're a fit or whether we can recommend someone else to get you where you need to go. The worst case is you'll have a fun 15-minute chat and regardless, you'll come away understanding a lot more about your business. Book a call at ecommercecall.com. Hello and welcome to the Hammersley Brothers e-commerce podcast. This week, Ian and I are diving into all things about Google Analytics. We're going to go through the main screens we look at to get a feel for the business. And there's also some free Google Analytics training in the show notes. So grab a copy of the training and let's get started. Good afternoon, Mark. I'm good. How are you doing? Yeah, it's good afternoon for me. This must be morning for you. Is it? No. No, it's no, no. It's afternoon. You don't even know where I am. It's afternoon it's for me. It's morning for you. That's what happens when there's a time change. Just like... Stop well, it's only an hour. It's only an hour. Yeah, but it ends up it's being not two a day. hours. We haven't had a day we change. Go, we go an hour back or something, and then you go an hour forward. So it always ends up like being different. You're obsessed with being in New Zealand, aren't you? You always start the podcast with some little comment about New Zealand, weather, time zone. Lovely today. Yeah. Yeah, well, it's good. Congratulations. You left left your little brother in in England and you disappeared. Yeah, now I've been stuck here for two years. I'm going to be allowed out soon. I'm going to be allowed out. They're going to let people come and go Mm. again, which should be nice. Yeah. (laughs) Don't even know what a plane looks like. No, I won't get on one. Do they have yeah. them in New Zealand? They have planes there. Just make them out of sticky back plastic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. No, I'm joking. Um, yeah, no, they make them out of metal, aluminium. <laughs> like everyone else. Okay, um, let's go. So we're going to talk about Google Analytics. We're going to go with Google yeah. Analytics, and we're going to talk about um, the most important um, metrics. We look at Google Analytics for e-commerce. We're going to talk a little bit about GA4. Um, as well, um, and okay. we're just going to get into it. So, yeah. uh, one of our most popular podcasts, Ian, was where, when you went through um, what you like to look at at Google Analytics, and that mm. was probably about eighteen months ago. So, you know, you've probably evolved a little bit in what you look at. So, should we just talk a little bit about that? Yeah, and what you look yeah. at when you you see someone. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Yeah, I, I have a sort of go to at a glance. And I literally call it the at a glance, like a quick look at GA for clients. And so, if so, if a business might call us up and they want to want our opinion, you know, I'll, I'll, this is like my go-to list of things that I always just default to, and it gives it gives me a really good picture of what what kind of business they are and what the opportunity are and where and how they compare against the general stats. So I always find it really useful, and and I, I always try whenever I see an e-commerce business. I always say I don't like to look too much at the front end before I look at Google Analytics because if mm. you look at the front end of the of the e-commerce site, you tend to say, "Oh, that yeah, that that product page isn't very good," or you know, "Well, the basket's really poor," or you know, "The home page is really poor," or you know, and you, you then have this sort of emotional feeling about it. And, yeah, you've got preconceptions. Yeah, and then you you st- you then look at when you then do look at the data, you, you're looking for things to reinforce something you've seen, 
And so I like to deliberately not look too hard at the front. I might, have, I might have a quick glance and then I'll go into the GA, look at the data, and then I'll go and look at the front end. Mm. And it's, it's, a, it's a really interesting thing to do. And I always like to, I always like to do it. And I, you know, I, I, you know, I've always find it quite, quite interesting. So, I mean, shall I just, shall I just start with the top things I would yeah. look at? Yeah. yeah. What, where, yeah. where would you start? Where would I'd you start, go? What well, would you well, look at first? I'd start with the audience overview tab in Google Analytics, yeah. which is like the first main dashboard. And it's just, it's just literally traffic. And on mm. that, you see the amount of users and sessions. And I look at obviously the, the number of, just, you know, the traffic, obviously look at the traffic because that's quite interesting. And I'm looking at, I always go year, a year to year, 12 months. So I always go, well, give me mm. a 12-month picture. So, you know, mm. if we're in March, I'll always go back to the previous year. So I've got an, a whole year. I don't want to just look at, you know, a, a month or a quarter. Cause I, and I'm looking for seasonality. So I'm going, okay, mm. where are the natural peaks of this business? Oh, it's Christmas. You know, shock. You know, or it might mm. be um, it might be a summer business. And it might be, you know, that it's something to do with gardening. You know, or when, mm. when they're buying. So, so you, see, you see these natural peaks and that and just gives you an idea of what kind of you know what your seasonality you're looking at and then i look at i always look at bounce rate because on that page it gives you the, it gives you the overall bounce rate hmm. and anything over 40 percent is on the high side so you know there'll be caveats to this you know if you're if you're predominantly mobile based you'll tend to get higher bounce rate if you have a really high average order value, you have a higher bounce rate. But at the end of the day, anything over 40% is what I would consider above average. So you get that overall okay. stat there. And then I look mm. at that's the most that's the most important metric on there. And and then I look at pages per session and I look at I look at that. And I'm looking for the number of sessions per user as well. So but I think pages per session is probably the next useful one because mm. the, 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 if the pages per session is, is pretty low, so anything around you know, two, two and a half pages per session is pretty low. Anything around five is, is pretty normal. And what you look at, it helps you understand the navigational flow. So – and it's not necessarily that it's wrong if you have a low pages per session, but it just tells you what kind of buyer it is. So give you an example. I mean, we, we were talking about this the other day. We, we had a site that was selling um, fabric and, um, and like art, art, you know, art, arty fabric, and they mm. had one of the highest pages per sessions that we'd ever seen in the history of our you know 25-year e-commerce career. And looking at hundreds of different e-commerce sites they had this really high pages per session and we're like wow that's really interesting and you know i think it was like 12 pages per session or something like that you know was mm -hmm. can you remember yeah it was really Mark? really high it was way yeah. it was way higher it was something like 12 15 pages yeah. per session and so you're like so, wow so basically you, you go with the flow of the river don't you, you know you say well there's yeah. a site there that people really love to look around. They're not going to buy the first fabric swatch they see. They're going to go and look around, and, and naturally, like you would yeah. in a real store. You know, if you're buying fabric, mm. you go and look in a real store. And it's the same with art and so. And then we had another site 
last week that had a really low pages per session. It had like it was like two, you know, mm. one point eight or two. And you're like, so the landing on the page and bouncing off. Was that jewelry? Yeah, it was. Yeah, it was. Yeah. But then, but also, yeah. you look at it and you go, well, their product page was a dead end page. So was yeah. it the was it the site that was limiting that navigational flow, or was it the way just that's the way people shop? And um, yeah. yeah, so that's always so, tend to be quite low. I guess is what you're trying to do there is you, first of all you're looking at the seasonality of the business, you're looking at the pages per session and the session duration to understand what we can we can learn about how the buyer shops on this type of site because that gives yeah. us insight into you know where we're going to where we're going to have the best impact for that buyer when we go and optimize the site and whether or not there's you know what areas to look at because so if they're on the site and they're going to go and look at loads of different pages then obviously the navigation is going to be super important compared to if they just land on the product page from google shopping and decide or dis- decide not to buy that product yeah yeah. Completely right. Yeah, completely right. Yeah. So that that's that's just as a top guy. I mean, and I, and I sometimes look at the new visitors versus returning visitor, but in Google Analytics, you tend to always find it's about seventy five. Yeah, new visitor, and the rest of it's returning. It always seems to be about the same. Yeah, you know, doesn't it? But but yeah, that's right. So and then and then once I've done that, I look at the I look at the device. I look at mobile desktop and tablet and look at the split so say okay here's you know i've got you know a million a million users for the 12 month and i I look at the split and i'm really looking at two things at this stage i'm looking at the amount of users the percentage of users and the conversion rate for each one and you know the revenue split Hmm. so typically you might find, I mean, it depends. So an average site now, and I'll, this is this is really hard to do because you, you tend to find that, you know, mobile might be 55, desktop, you know, 45, you know, something, and, and then the rest of it might be a tablet, yeah. you know, something like that, a bit, of, a bit of tablet in the middle, you know, in between. But, but, it, but you and you typically say that it used to be that if if your desktop converted at three percent, mobile would convert at one point five, so about half. But we find that that's catching up now. It's not quite half. And then you see lots of other other e-commerce businesses. Any anyone who's selling to like a really young demographic. So maybe it's like female, you know, teenage girls buying clothes online. It's all mobile. You know, yeah. there's no desktop at all. It's just all mobile. So obviously, you know, you you look at, but it gives you an idea of where to invest. You know, where to look. Mm. You yeah. know, so the mobile split. You know, where, where people are landing. What is it? And and it, and still, people still look at. I was in a meeting the other day, and they had, I think it was eighty percent mobile. And when they were reviewing the designs and the wireframes, and they're just looking on a desktop, you know, it's like mm. stop looking at a desktop. You know, it's like that's completely irrelevant. Like if you spend time there, you just you, you've got to spend time on the mobile. You know, I don't yeah. know everybody knows that, but it's much easier to look at designs on the desktop rather yeah. than the mobile. Well, it's the same when you do like screen capture. You know, you're watching people around the site, and you know, you go, "Oh, I'm going to look at them on the bigger screen because it's easy to see what they're doing." But it's it's just yeah. more of a 
hassle. But if you've got 80% plus mobile traffic, then really you should yeah. almost just have a mobile first strategy. And that's it. Yeah. Although sometimes yeah. you'll find that even though 10, 20% is still desktop, you might drive like 80, 45% of the revenue. But we are seeing yeah. that mobile, as a percentage, you know, if we've got 50% mobile traffic, 50% revenue is mobile. It's not uncommon to see that these days. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly right. So, so once I've done that, so at this point, I've looked at the overall sessions, I've looked at the pages per session, I've looked at the bounce rates. And I've looked at mobile desktop split. So yeah. I've got an idea of how kind of people shop and, you know, whether or not it's high pages per session. And then, and then I want to know where do they land? So where, so, yeah. so where do people start? What's the, what's the flow? And I'm really looking at what the power pages of this e-commerce site are. So do they land on the product pages? Do they land on the category pages? Or do they land on the home pages? You know, mm. and and that's what I'm looking at. So, so now I've got an. Let's say I've got a bounce rate of fifty five percent, and we say, okay, that's too high. So, I'm, so I'm looking, I'm looking at that. So I'm going to break that down and go, okay, where are they? Well, where are they bouncing? Got a bounce rate fifty five percent. Well, they're landing on the home page, and they're only bouncing at twenty percent. So I'm happy with that. But the ones that are landing on the categories are bouncing at at thirty five percent. I'm happy with that. But the ones that are landing on the product page are bouncing at eighty percent. I'm not happy mm. with that. Mm. So so I break that bounce rate down into those three. So the home page bounce. If if if, you, if the overall site bounces at forty percent, then it's essentially the ho- if the, the home page should be bouncing at about twenty two percent. Categories will bounce at about forty percent, and products about 55%. Yeah. So you, you just compare, compare it against that. Yeah. So you get yeah. an idea of where they're landing, when they flow. Now, if, if, the, if the Google Analytics have been, has got content tagging, so you can actually tag where they land, you can see very easily how many people are landing on the, on the categories um, and products. And you get an idea. I mean, we always do this. We always go, okay, there's, you know, there's 30% of people landing on the homepage and mm. – you know, the, you know, a, you know a small tiny. It is pretty high. Yeah, mm. pretty, What's the, What would you say? The do you want to just do that? The normal split. Well, normally, normally I'd see you sometimes see twelve percent landing on the homepage. About twelve seems to be quite common. And the mistake people look at, they go and look at that report, and they go and look. Oh well, the homepage is the top landing page. So they go, oh well, that's that's what I need to focus on. But actually, it's only twelve percent of the traffic. So the majority of people are actually landing on other pages yeah. and so therefore we want to know whether whether that's a product page or whether it's a category page um so like and obviously an S- if you're doing more if it was just saying if you're going to do a lot more google shopping for example obviously the new product advertising platform taking you straight to the product page yeah they? so like i was going to say yeah but it's google shopping driven sites tend to be more product led uh, seo driven sites tend to be more category homepage led um and then e- email email driven ones similar to category yeah. depending on and what brochures, you're brochures brochure site you know yeah. if you're doing a lot of direct mail so if you've got it's a mix it's just understanding that mix because what you want to do is you want to kind of look to see which of those bounce rates you want to get down um, because effectively especially for new traffic it's where that first impression is made where the first impression is made is you have the most power to impl- to influence yeah. what happens later on so what we're looking it's for, like it's yeah. well it's sorry just to emphasize that point 
you know, it's like your biggest bang for your buck. That's why we look at the landing pages and we're looking at the bounce rate of those key landing pages. So, we, you know, we normally look at the top 20. Yeah. So of, so of, of the top 20, and you basically just go to, it's, it's, you know, content, landing pages, you go to the top 20, and you look, and you and you're looking at these are the most powerful pages, and they're not only the most powerful pages, but these are the pages that if you do any work on your e-commerce store, these are the ones that are going to have the biggest impact in your conversion rate. Yeah. You're going to get the most bang for your buck, and the reason why, you know, there's no point spending loads of time on a page where you've only had ten people land on it. You want to spend the time when you've had a hundred thousand people land on it last week. Yeah, that's the one, and that might be a category, or it might be a product page, or it might be a, it might be a homepage. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so you're starting to understand how people pages. shop. You're starting to see like whether they're quick buyers or whether they're not buyers. You've seen whether they're bouncing on key yeah. pages and how they're entering into the site, where the first impression yeah. is being made. Cool. So. Yeah. So then the next the next thing I look at is the channel split. So the the, the amount will break down the traffic, and I want to know okay how much traffic is paid, email, organic, direct, social, referral, etc., mm. etc. And I and I do that because you know I just want to see the overall split. Ah, oh, this is an email business. Ah, oh, this is a this is a you know this is a, a, a social business, mm. and I want to see what it is. And I'll often look at things like. Is there an oh? Is there a dominance to one channel, or and or is are we underutilizing a channel? So I might say, you know, I might know that this is a business where they really should be email should be driving a lot of revenue, and I might say, well, what's the revenue percentage for email? You know, we, yeah. and, and we always say, you know, certain businesses who do really well with email. You know, we might say, well, we think you should you should easily be getting twenty five percent of your revenue should be coming through email, and yeah. we look at it and go, well, the revenue your, your percentage of revenue from email is only five percent, so therefore we know there's a lot more in the tank. Mm. And I, whenever I ask, so okay, let's talk about email. And they're like, oh, let's not talk about email. God, we're we're terrible at it. We're not doing any segmentation, or we're not doing anything. And it's like, right, well, that's I, can, I know that because I can see you're only you know. The data's there. I think with email, there's a people who've been having e-commerce businesses for a while where email wasn't a thing because let's say they sold sheds, for example, and they sold the sheds and they've got nothing else to buy to sell apart from the shed. They bought a shed and they know the customers aren't going to buy another shed. Um, a lot of those businesses should still expect 10% of revenue to come from email because of the behavioral-based emails that are being sent during the, <coughs> during the sale. And mm. often the email will have been completely overlooked, but the technology is now, is, is, is now improved to actually massively increase the amount of abandonment style emails you sent through. And so we often see that like, Oh, we just don't do anything with email. And it's like, yeah. well, there's 10% sitting there. Even if, even if you've not got no long, lifetime customer value, there's 10% sitting there that you should be getting from, from email. Yeah, it's like the, it's like the gift, mm, the gift exactly. of e-commerce. It's one of the most profitable channels yeah. that you could ever invest in. You yeah, know, for, for 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 so many so many reasons. Yeah, 
So, so, so I look at I've looked at the I've looked at where they land, and I broke down the traffic and look at the channels, look at the overall channel split, and then I'll look at I'll look then at the site search usage, and I'll look at how many people are using the search, and I'm look and I'm looking really for you know because sometimes if they if the, if a lot of people are using the internal site search, it's it is an it is an indication that your navigation is poor. They just mm. can't find what they want. And um, and I'm re- I'm really looking at like and I can do this exercise in the whole thing in you know I mean you can do it on the fly. I mean literally within I don't know, ten minutes. And you you and you're looking for what what's what's poor and what's good. And you're really saying, can I get more of the good, and can I can I improve the poor? Because that's where you're going to get your biggest bang for your bucks. So you're looking for opportunities, so that's why we look at search. And we look at how many people use the search, and we look at the uplift. So you should find of the people that do use the search, you should find that there's a three to four times improvement of conversion rate. Mm. So if your site converts at one percent, people who use search. Should be between three, three and a half to four. Yeah, yeah. If that makes sense. The more products you have on the site, the more important search search becomes mm. as well. Um, yeah, that's it. So you'll see a lot of yeah. homeware sites who've got a lot of products. They'll search will be a big deal on there. Same with cookware. Yeah, those kind of things. But if you've only got like ten products, you know, it's not going to be it's not yeah. going to be a big deal. That's, that's, yeah, that's right. Mm. You're absolutely right. And. Um, and then once I've done that, then I'll start to look at the the, the actual e-commerce elements to it, which is the conversion rate. And I'm looking at conversion rate, and I'm looking at average order value, and that's in the e-commerce overview tab. And this is just out of glance stuff, but obviously you can go into this stuff in a lot more detail. But we only tend to go into things in more depth if we need to at this stage. Yeah. Yeah. So if we spot something that's weird, you know, like a really high bounce rate, you're then diving right into that and you go, okay, yeah. you know, because the answers will always be there. And, it, you know, it might be, you know, we re-platformed or, you know, we hit a, we hit a, we hit a black wall, mm. you know, and a you know, black the, the wall. Answer, the, Never heard of that one before. Yeah, I know. It's not right, <laughs> is it? I think usually it's a brick it? wall. A brick wall. I knew it wasn't right when I said it, but I couldn't correct myself. <laughs> yeah, it's not yeah. right. I was I was combining black hole with yeah. brick wall. Yeah, but I, you know, in my mind had gone. I mean, it's half past ten in the UK at night. For goodness' sake, what time is it in New Zealand? It's half past ten in New Zealand at the moment. Right, so it's half past ten in the in the, your daytime. It's half past ten at night. For God's sake, I've had a full day's work. You. Yeah, so there well. you go. Sacrifice. Have another coffee. Um, yeah. Okay. So, what are you talking about? So, so I'm looking at I'm looking at the overall e-commerce conversion rate, and I'm and yeah. I'm and I'm, I'm checking how that's trending over the year because you, you might find that you know as certain seasons come, your conversion rate goes up. Yeah. And you know, and that's also that's very interesting. And I check the average order value, and I say, I say, what are the trends for AOV, and what are the trends for conversion rate? Yeah. And I'm also then looking at the number of items per order. So I want to see how many products people are buying. And are they buying the same products or are they buying other products? So I'm yeah. looking at that too in, yeah. that, in that space. So that gives me an idea of and if And if they're only ever buying one product, 
you know, then it gives you, you know, a bit more clue around how we can increase average order value. So if they're buying, the average number of products people buy is about 1.2 yeah. across the board. So, you, so if you see a site that's got an average number of products per order of three, you're like, right, we can really go. And chances are you can add a lot more to it. So if you, if and the, the idea behind a stat like that is if you see something naturally happening, you can, you can, you tend to be able to push it a lot further mm. just by encouraging them to do it. Yeah. So you'd be doing three for twos and bundling and mix and match and, you know, trying to get them to buy other things, impulse buys. Yeah. Whereas if they're only ever buying one thing, you've, you've, you, it tends to be more of a, either, a, you know, a site that's, they're coming in to solve that particular problem. And your yeah. job is then to, it's ups, like super size, something else, super size, it? well, super size yeah. me that item, isn't it? Because it's very much so focused it's really on that, on that item. Yeah. 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 That's right. And, and that's why average order value is so different for so many people. It's very much dependent on yeah. job to be done and, you know, the product they're buying. So, so, so at this point I've got the conversion rates and then I'm going to go further into the conversion rate because I'm really looking at the, I want to know what, what's the add to basket. Yeah. I want to know what's the add to basket or add to cart. I want to know how many people go to the checkout and then how many people buy. Now, depending on your platform, you may or may not have that inbuilt. Yeah. But it's it's normally under the shopping behavior analysis. And if you're on Shopify, it's normally there because it's set up out of the box. But on other platforms, it isn't. Yeah. But you can get all this set up anyway. But because that gives you the overall breakdown of conversion rate. And, you know, if you've got a site that's converting at 3%, you want to know, well, okay, what's the add to basket? Yeah. How many people are adding to basket? How many people are getting to the checkout? How many people are going to the going place actually placing an order? And without that, you can't improve your conversion rate because it's yeah. just like so. Be more successful. <laughs> so Be better. Basically, just to summarize what we're doing, really, is first of all, we're looking at how people buy this product, like the seasonality, how they how they interact on a site when they choose to buy it, and then when they actually decide to buy it, where they hit the friction. On, on the site so yeah. that we, we can understand um, exactly what they're buying, how they're buying and where we can kind of remove the friction because those are the three things that we really want to know. And we want to know how they move through the site and we give us an idea. And it's almost like, it's almost like you're kind of, you know, you're trying to look at, see what someone looks like, aren't you? And you're gradually just revealing part of the face and then you just kind of go, Oh, it's a, uh, it's a woman and she's got blonde Yeah, hair. you're trying to find out what kind of e-commerce business this is. Yeah. You know, yeah. and which levers you're gonna pull. Because you know, just by doing that, you you can find you know, you do yeah, it gives you an idea. And you and then and then when you then you go and look at the site, you can pull lots of little levers. Yeah. And you might come away with it thinking, Well, I'm a mobile business, I'm big at Christmas, and uh, people people buy very quickly. Yeah. You know, and, yeah. and then you you you've you've got a very good idea about where to go because they buy very quickly they're very influenced by what's top above the fold content so therefore i've got yeah. it on my key landing pages i've got to make sure that um i'm keeping and them at that plug it's that true position. and and obviously the yeah you know the overall framework is that you know we, we put all of that we put the target sheet together which gives us this overall maths but in terms of going back into google analytics i would say they are my absolute go-to time and time and time and time again because mm. 
you know, you've got the landing pages there. So you can see where the key pages are. You can see your bounce rates that are coming in. You can see your channel split. You can see your performance for your paid marketing. So you can, with that, it's like you'd be, you'd be, you're covering a hell of a lot mm. just by looking at those things. Yeah. I mean, it's a simple, you know, this is simple stuff, into, but it's like, it's, it's, you've just, that's it. That's where it is. That's where the, yeah. the, the data is and that's where you need to improve it. And, and I think that, that's, that's the focus. It's just kind of going over the basics sometimes and just looking at what kind of business are we? How do yeah. people buy? Why, where do they fall over? What can we do? I know, but I don't think it's from? really hard. But I do. I, th- I think it's really difficult for a lot of e-commerce business owners when you're working inside an e-commerce business and you, you might know the stats you should be looking at but you don't necessarily know how you compare mm. to anybody else. So you might go, okay, yeah, I know bounce rates important, but, and I can, you know, what's, you know, I can see my bounce rate is 60% overall, but I don't know whether or not, is that good? Is that bad? Is it, you yeah. know? And so that's why, that's what we're trying to help really is to try to put a bit of context around it. Well, part of the, you know, part of the success of the programs, you know, particularly level two masters program, is all about bringing people back to those fundamental things over and over mm. again because we get as humans we get bored we go off and you know we have a bit of success shiny thing and we go and do something we yeah. go oh i'm a genius and they go off and do something else and it's like well why didn't work and it's like yeah because you've gone away from you've gone away from the fundamental things that actually move the needle of the business mm. and that and that's really where you've just got to keep bringing people back to that and go yeah this is it you know it's like though Clinton said in the in the election it's the economy stupid so you just bring people back to the same same yeah. needle, same lever within the lever. That's it. Well, I think I think I, I always I always try and when I'm sitting with a client, we're looking at the GA data, Google Analytics data, we're looking at the site, and then and I say, right, imagine if your online shop was a physical store, what experience would they be getting? Yeah, you know, and if you could see people who are coming into the shop and they all go over to this category, and they just they just run out of the shop, yeah, you know, you'd be like, so that'd be like a bounce rate. You'd be like, oh my god, that's a what the hell's wrong with that category? Well, it's almost like people you know, looking going, in a shop window. You've got loads of people looking in the shop window, but no one's coming in. What would you do? No one's coming in. You'd change the shop window, wouldn't you? You wouldn't sit there and yeah. just go, well, we're just going to put up with that shop window. That's the way it but works. If they, and if they came in the shop window, you know, they came into the shop and they went over to a you know, particular product and they and they – they yeah. added it to basket and they ran out of the shop. Yeah. You, you could you, you can see you can see this, and I think there's something really subtle about remembering that the data in Google Analytics is actually shoppers. Yeah. <laughs> okay, apart from the bots that are trying to attack your sites in our service. But the data there is people. Yeah. It's humans it's really... going into your shop yeah. and you can see where they're going and where they land, where they exit, how far they get, do they add to basket? And it, it's just think they're they're humans, mm. and it's amazing you people just don't look at this stuff. Yeah, so you just get that in your head. It's humans, and if, imagine what would your store be if it was a physical store. So just talk a little, little bit about GA four because obviously GA four Google announced that um, Universal Analytics, which is what most people are on, um, is going to go end of life. I think June next year. Um, so obviously that sounds like we've got a very long time before we have to move over. But if we want to be able to see year-on-year stats, then obviously we want to, we might want to move over sooner. Um, I'm, I've got access to about a thousand Google Analytics ones, and I was just looking at the GA4 profiles in there. Most people have kind of set them up, and it's got nothing in there at all. 
Um, the reason for that is because obviously they can set it up, but they, cut, they haven't put the tracking on. When you don't put any tracking on, GA4 looks a bit scary because there's nothing there. You don't get to see any of the reports until it starts tracking the numbers. So um, you're not really going to learn anything on GA4 mm. until you actually start sending the um, the uh, the information over. It's very much it's very much event based GA4, and so a bit like Google Analytics events, the universal events. Everything's being sent through as event, and um, the advantage of it. Obviously, they've re-architected the whole thing for a reason. Um, it's because of the, you know the cookies and things like that. And what they want to be able to do is do a lot more of cross-domain, cross-device mm, tracking, cross-device, yeah, like apps and things as well. So yeah. pulling it all in and tell you the whole story. And of course, yeah. it, it, they're doing it to help them sell more advertising. I mean, effectively, Google Analytics was at first it was someone built it someone bought, built google analytics and then google bought it and they turned a paid product into a free product and the reason they did that was because they wanted people to understand the value of the google ads and the, the value they were driving so obviously google analytics is going to be set up with a skew towards um whatever google ads wants um so still we probably won't get the full picture of facebook ads uh, as much as as much as Google ads. So you just got to understand who's doing it. It won't like Google analytics at the moment is sample data. So, um, it doesn't actually give you, um, the actual stats. It kind of gives you like a, a proportion of them based on a sample. Um, unless you're on Google analytics paid, which is quite expensive. Uh, but in the new one, it won't be sampled. So that's good. So you should, should see slightly better stats. Um, yeah, so it's all about tracking and the, and the quality of the tracking. It's the same with Google Analytics enhanced tracking. Um, basically, at the end of the year, I think, if, you're not, if you haven't got Google AdWords enhanced tracking, then you'll lose around 70% of the conversions coming through Google Ads, which obviously isn't ideal. At the moment, about 15% of like the display and remarketing is not being reported in normal Google Ads tracking. Um, and about 5% of search is not being reported if you haven't got any enhanced. So it's not as big at the moment, but it's going to get much bigger over time, especially as people move towards more advanced browsers. So there's just a little bit of a change in the tracking um, happening over the next six months. Um, hopefully, Platforms like Shopify will come out and say, "Yep, you know, to stick the uh, the the Google GA4 number in there, and it works out the box." And I presume they'll be working at the moment. If you want to do it to Shopify or Magento, you've got to get that into the data layer and then send it over to the Google Tag Manager. So it's a little bit more involved. Um, um, if you want to get Google Analytics, sorry, Google Ads enhanced conversion tracking set up, you can book a call with the Google Tags team. And they'll come and sit with you and, and do it. Um, so if you want to do that, you want to do that sooner rather than later because they're getting very booked up. Um, but, yeah, any questions about this kind of stuff, um, just pop it into our Facebook group and, and we'll have some discussions about it. The Facebook group is the, um, the one for the free book group, which we've put together. Um, I'm sure there'll be some discussions going on over there. And obviously, if you were, obviously if in any of our programs, we'll be, we'll be taking you through it um, in workshops on the programs as well anyway it's all good so yeah good points mark yeah cool
Um, so the show notes has got some Google Analytics training. If you want to just go and d- grab the download in the show notes, uh, I've done a couple of videos on what I look for in Google Analytics, um, and it just kind of goes along with what we said today. So just grab that, um, grab the download, and uh, you'll be happy as. Super. Awesome. Well, thank you very much, Ian. You better get to bed. Yeah, I know. Jesus, keep me up. Well, we're going to change time. When we change time, we'll probably do it in your morning, I think. Um, See how we go. All right. Thank you very much. I'll see you all soon. Okay. Thanks, Mark. Bye.